This is Not Your Average Financial Podcast, Episode 156, Blind Spots and Holy Grails. Traditional financial planning is no longer working. And in the new normal economy, your host, certified financial planner Mark Willis, invites you to join us as we engage the new and improved steps for establishing financial sanity. Be curious, be stable, be sane. This is Not Your Average Financial Podcast, helping you think different about your money, your economy, and your future. Welcome, everybody, to our latest episode, and I'd like to ask if there's any T.S. Eliot fans in the audience. Those who are not familiar, there's a great story by T.S. Eliot called The Cocktail Party, where a woman comes up to a a man at a cocktail party, a psychologist. She's asking for some free medical advice. So often seems to happen at cocktail parties and psychologists at cocktail parties. The lady says, hey, I really hope you can tell me what's wrong with me. And the psychologist says, why would you hope that there's something wrong with you? And she says, I have either one of two choices. Either the world is a messed up place and there's nothing I can do about it and then I'm stuck or I can figure out what I'm doing wrong and maybe I can fix it and life will get better for me. So I'm really hoping you can tell me what's wrong with me. Now, what a quote, right? What a story. The underlying belief for this lady is that, and for many of us, really, is that we all believe that there's something that we don't know or we're not doing that's causing substantial harm and misery in our life. There's a underlying current that tells us you're just not doing it right or you're not doing it well enough. It's a culture, it's, a, it's an environment that just lives all around us today. Just look at some of the YouTube videos out there or scroll through your Instagram feed. Everybody else seems to have their perfect filter on. You know that perfect filter. It's the button that I guess I don't see on my Instagram feed, but there's a perfect filter. I'm, I'm sure of it. But you and I can't seem to find the way to get that perfect life in our actual real life. And I bet that if we had time, we could all find about a thousand things that we're all doing wrong in our life that causes us pain and misery. Maybe you're the one guy or gal that's got it all figured out. But very likely, we all have issues that we're all trying to work out in our life. So what would happen? What would happen if you stopped doing all the things that are causing you pain? What would happen if we all stopped being willfully blind and started working on things that we know deep down, that we know we need to be working on to be a better person? You get that feeling in your gut, don't you? I, I do. That something's wrong, and if I ignore it or push it away, it's still there. It's in my dreams. It's in my subconscious, waking us up in the middle of the night. And you've argued with yourself for months and years, maybe trying to suppress it. Maybe you even have fights with your friends or colleagues, your spouse, your, your kids, just trying to ignore the things that you know are wrong about your life. It's not easy to do this, building your whole life around being willfully blind to the things that you know need to change, but you don't even want to admit it to yourself that you want to change them. But we all know that it's the things that we would benefit most from changing is the things that's the hardest to change. Why is that? If it was easy to learn and if it was good to change and fun to learn these things, we would have already learned these lessons and moved on. 
So if I haven't already given you the alert, this is a scuba gear kind of episode, so grab it. We're going deep today, guys. <laughs> Let me go back to my days at seminary for a minute. Now, I promise this is going to come right into some practical, just-in-time, not-so-average financial strategies. But first, we have to talk about a very old theological word. It's called sin. Now, don't worry. No altar calls today, I promise. This is a financial podcast. But sin is a very interesting theological term. The word sin actually comes from archery, the sport of archery. And the word sin means to miss the target. Now, there could be a million reasons why we miss a target. Maybe it's because we're not particularly aiming at anything in our life. Maybe a number two problem is we don't have a bow or we have really dull arrows Or maybe we close our eyes when we shoot. The list could go on and on. So if all of us have problems that we're trying to work out, imagine what life would be like if we did just a little bit better today than we did yesterday. We don't have to be perfect. We don't need that perfect filter on our Instagram feed. We just want to be a little closer to the target than we were yesterday. We're not everything we could be. And there's a lot of things that we should be and a lot of things that we're doing that we shouldn't be doing, and yet we are still incredibly remarkable creatures. So let's go to another story, the story of King Arthur and the Knights of the Round Table. And you guys might recall that these knights are off for an adventure, and they're on to look for the Holy Grail. Now, I'm not going to talk to you about the Merry Men of Monty Python here. Although, guys, if you do know the airspeed velocity of an unladen swallow, please email me at hello at nyafinancialpodcast.com. And if you can tell me, you might just win a prize. But let's leave that aside for now. The real knights of the round table were absolutely rough dudes. These were guys that were like encased in armor, 100 pounds of metal all around their body and running at each other on horseback with giant spears to impale each other for fun. (laughs) So these were some rough and tumble guys. All right, so what is the holy grail that they're really searching for? What is it that they're on the hunt for? Some say that it was the cup that Jesus used on the night he was betrayed in the Last Supper. But the ideal of the grail is even older. It's an idea where if you ingest something, it will transform you into that thing. It's a super old idea that goes back thousands and thousands of years. So the holy grail for our episode today, we're going to call it the super something that you want most in life and that you want to become in your life. So it's a good thing to search for your holy grail. So for these knights, they are on the hunt for the Holy Grail to both desire that thing and to become that thing. They are on the hunt for the Holy Grail. And our ignorance of the world is proportional to our ignorance of who we are. Now, the problem with that statement, our ignorance of the world, is proportional to the ignorance of who we are inside. The problem with ideologies is that we completely take a set of rules that might be really helpful for living in an infinitely complex world, and we drill it all down to a very limited scope of ideas. So, for example, about 20 to 30 years ago, they tried to teach a computer how to diagnose humans. 
medical diagnosis and that sort of thing. And it messed everything up. There were only so many diagnoses that you and I can have, only so many illnesses, diseases. So they thought that if they could just teach the computer a bunch of rules, the computer would spit out a diagnosis for the patient and we could get rid of all the doctors. It was infinitely more complex. There are infinite more realities. The rules could not contain the complexity of the human experience. This computer and its software was full of blind spots. Now, ideologies take a piece of what's real, so it takes a part of reality, and it makes that piece the entire thing. The problem is that you really have to deal with the whole world, because here you are in the entire whole world living right now, because it's in front of you every single day when you wake up. If you inappropriately or inadvertently simplify the world's complexity, it's going to squash you when you least expect it. Let me give you a quick example. I heard this from Jordan Peterson. Imagine, for sake of example, that for whatever reason, you didn't believe in a world where white vans approach you from the left. You believe in everything else in this complex universe, but you don't have that as a part of your worldview. That means that you can go about your life, and for several years, you're fine, but once in a blue moon, you're going to step off that street curb, and you're going to get squashed. You wake up, in the hospital after a week or whatever, and you say, what in the world just happened? I just got hit by something massive. But because you don't believe in white vans approaching you from the left, you just cannot make sense of your attack. So you leave the hospital scratching your head and you never learn. And let's say another couple years go by and you step off the curb again and again, smack. It's that one little blind spot that could be the difference between life and death. If your worldview contains that one blind spot, it could take you out on a regular basis. And you might get reflective over time on your existence, uh, that you should never take steps off of a street corner, for example, that you, you don't necessarily understand why it keeps happening, this horrible thing keeps happening to you. But if you could just consider your blind spot, maybe you could avoid the pain and more fully appreciate life rather than shrinking away, hiding from all streets. You could just learn to accept that one blind spot and explore the world, cross that street, get to the other side. Now, I realize this is a silly example, but I think it's worth considering. You never know how much of your pain and suffering is coming from our blind spots. And while it's sad and even sobering, I would say, to think about that, it's also empowering that you could change your life if you're willing to consider your blind spots. If you do tackle your blind spots, you can live a better life. You can have the capacity for change. Maybe the reason why we keep getting taken out is because some of these things are just simply matters and ideas and white vans approaching us from the left that we refuse to take acknowledgement of. So while we might have blind spots in our marriage or relationships or our spiritual life or our fitness, I can't cover all those blind spots in this podcast. And this is a financial podcast after all. So what are your financial blind spots? If you have an ideology and if it's restricting your views and your rules of the world down to a finite set, eventually you're going to get run over. If you accept the ideology of Wall Street and of average thinking, you might, over the years, have participated in the last best bull market of the last 100 years But every so often, there's going to come along the way a global pandemic and a financial calamity to knock us over. 
Every so often, there's going to be a market route. You're going to get flattened, and you're going to reflect on the pain and suffering you're experiencing. But unless you discover that blind spot, that simple buy and hold, dollar cost averaging, do everything that Wall Street investment advisors who have the same blind spot as you keep telling you to do, you're going to keep getting run over. This is that black swan idea we've talked about and other authors like Nassim Taleb have talked about elsewhere. If you don't factor in this part of the complexity of the world, every so often that option will make itself known and it will cause us great pain. And unless we evaluate our blind spots in the moment of reflection after the pain happens, we'll continue to experience it over and over again. It could be Wall Street. What's an example of a blind spot on Wall Street? Maybe one of your rules is to say that the only place I can save for my financial future and my retirement is the investment products that are sold to me inside my 401k, IRA, or brokerage accounts. That is the only place that I can prepare for my financial future. The average way of thinking would tell us exactly that. Those are the amateur retail investment products like stocks, bonds, mutual funds, ETFs, target date funds, all of which are the default and sold to us by Wall Street. They all come with an implicit ideology. Guys, very simply, where is it written that we need to save our money and to have our money with the roller coaster just to meet our financial objectives? I can't find it written in stone anywhere. So let me talk through five other financial blind spots to get the creative juices flowing. Number one, I assume that saving and investing will be easier in the future. Number one is I assume that saving and investing will be easier in the future. So how many people get into a, quote, I'll save and invest more when dot, dot, dot mindset? Maybe it's when you get that promotion. Maybe it's when you get that new job or get married or when the kids are finally out of the house, et cetera, et cetera. The problem is that future day never comes. We have, as Paolo Solieri has said, quote, We only have the present and this very moment. This moment is constantly moving into the past. This is what creates history, end quote. That's going to be pretty esoteric, right? So it's actually very simple. Down to the bottom rung of the ladder, let's prioritize saving and investing today. No matter what the amount, no matter what the circumstance, I commit, I am a person who saves and prepares for my financial future now. So that's the first. The second blind spot is, number two, I am not expecting the unexpected. I am not expecting the unexpected. Now, a common excuse I hear from people who say they don't have enough save for emergencies or for their retirement is that something unexpected came up. I believe that most 60-year-olds, if they can meet their 25-year-old self, would tell them to prepare more for the unexpected and that plans don't always go according to plan. It's those irregular expenses that take up more of our attention than we might realize as we look into our future. So a simple solution to this second blind spot is to look for irregular and unexpected expenses. We all might need more money in our emergency fund than we've been told to keep there by the average financial media. Average financial media says three to six months of expenses. Maybe it makes sense to have two years worth of expenses in our emergency fund. Now, I didn't say savings account, did I? But the emergency fund should be a much larger part of our financial life than I think the oh-so-average financial media purports. It's one more blind spot. 
So number three blind spot is I believe I need to do everything right now. I believe I need to do everything right now. Now, while this might seem counterintuitive because we do want to do the right things immediately, guys, it's not possible to do everything right all at once. Give you an example here. I've met people who are maxing out their 401k but had massive amounts of credit card debt. I've met people who were very strict on their budgets, but they spent so many hours clipping coupons that we were searching for deals online and they never invested in their education to get a pay raise that might help make their spending easier. You know, you could set up a savings in an amount where you'd hit it all the time and put it into that safe and predictable and liquid policy like a bank on yourself type policy where you could still get access to the money if you needed to. It will actually provide more confidence that you can save more when money is accessible. And do what's a comfortable, challenging number because it won't cause you regret and it won't cause you strain or stress. And then you can gradually increase what you're putting into that policy over time. I know a lot of people who built their bank on yourself type policies with more room than they could conceivably put in there in the first year or two. Let's say they could save a thousand bucks a month today, but they knew over the next few years that they could set 2000 bucks aside each month. Well, we built the policy with the wiggle room to increase from a thousand to 1200 to 1400, all the way up to 2000 bucks a month in the future. Now we always like to build a little wiggle room into our policies, but these clients have to have that plan for them to be able to do it. They make a commitment to and even set up the paperwork for increasing their savings, their premium into their policies. For example, you might set up the paperwork to increase your paid up additions by 1% every quarter for the next five years. After four years, you've increased your savings rate by 20%. And you could even send in the paperwork to have that already set up and ready to go. You can work with our office to do that. And if you set up your saving strategy like this, you're not even going to notice it. 1% per quarter, that's easy. And your future self will thank you. So that's the third blind spot. The fourth blind spot is I resign myself to my bad financial behaviors that don't serve me. Youch, that's a deep one. Just resigning yourself. I'm just, this is just who I am. I just couldn't help myself. Changing that true behavior is just not easy. Now, one simple solution might be to keep your money just out of reach for those large purchases and make it a bit more easy to get access to your cash. Again, a bank on yourself type policy is very liquid, but it does take about a week or so to get the money out of policies to put into your bank account. For me and most of our clients, that's just enough buffer time for kind of a cool off period. I don't want to just be able to grab enough money to buy that brand new car or new TV or whatever, it gives me just enough cool off time to decide if I really need that new purchase to get over some bad financial behaviors that don't serve me. That's the fourth blind spot. Fifth blind spot, I am making a mountain out of a molehill while ignoring actual mountains. I once spoke with someone who had a ton of credit card debt and a major spending problem, had major car loans, etc., And yet, when we were looking over their spending and budgeting of their financial life, they showed me all of their significant discounts they were making on airfare, all their reward points that they were getting on hotels, 
Of course, discounts on travel is great, but only if there's no cost to attain it. This person was really focused on all those nice miles and reward points, but those were minor benefits when we just factored in all of the amount of interest paid on their credit card mountain. It's just one more example really quick. Another gentleman was very proud of his portfolio, how well he had done over the last three years, and his rate of return was almost 18% over three years compounded, which is awesome. And when I asked him what he was going to need to have to spend in his retirement, he had no idea what a comfortable withdrawal rate was to take out of his retirement plans. He didn't know. You know, he'd, he'd been focused only on a rate of return, not a rate of income. Those are all significant blind spots I see. Now, we could keep going. Literally, there are dozens of blind spots we all experience in our lifetime. But I better stop there because we are coming up to our time, and I want to get you guys some of our other important information that we're uh, wanting to get to you today. First, before we get to any other announcements, is the listener shout-out. So Seattle Tom writes, very helpful podcast. We've been looking at Bank on Yourself as a way to diversify our safe money. After listening to this podcast and learning of all the benefits that come with that strategy, especially the fact that the cash value of my policy does double duty when I take policy loans, we felt much more comfortable with our decision. The plain language, simple explanations, and guest speakers have all been really very helpful. Well done and worth your time. Thank you, Seattle Tom. I appreciate it. And we hope to keep the good content coming. Now, I do have an important upcoming event that I'm co-hosting with Grandma's Wealth Wisdom. That's Brandon and Amanda Neely. And on September 12th at 11 a.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Central Time, we're going to be doing our live episode for Not Your Average Financial Podcast and Grandma's Wealth Wisdom. So my question and our topic for the uh, live episode is, is your business a cash-eating monster? Are you working for your business rather than your business working for you? Within your business, are you the last person to get paid? What if you could turn that cash-eating monster into a cash-giving machine? What if your business could be profitable from your very next deposit? So join us with Certified Profit First Professionals and Bank on Yourself Professionals, Brandon and Amanda Neely, as they share combining the Profit First system with Bank on Yourself. Many of our uh, audience and many of our clients who are business owners are familiar with Profit First, and many are familiar with Bank on Yourself. So we're going to guide you through how to combine both of these, both for your personal and your business financial path, so that you can have the impact you want to have for your business, your family, and ultimately yourself. So again, that's Saturday, September 12th at 11 a.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Central. And don't forget, you do need to RSVP. Registration forms are found in the show notes of this episode. So go there as soon as possible since we do have limited seating. Next, I do want to just re-emphasize that we have a mailing list where we can get these episodes delivered right to your inbox so you don't miss any of our amazing content that we're giving out each week. You'll get access to our live calls like the episode I just mentioned, office hours, and a Q&A with me and our esteemed guests. It's not enough just to stumble across these episodes. You have to get yourself on our email list so you can make sure every episode is sent directly to you and you don't miss any of our bonus content. So finally, thank you guys for joining me for another episode this week of Not Your Average Financial Podcast, helping you think different about your money, your economy, and your future. 
This has been another episode of the Not Your Average Financial Podcast. To join a financial revolution and start thinking different about money, go to www.nyafinancialpodcast.com and click Request a Meeting. The topics presented in this podcast are for general information only and not for the purposes of providing legal, accounting, or investment advice. On such matters, please consult a professional who knows your specific situation.